0: Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's oll dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and Culture Connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday morning. Before we get into the word, I wanted to share this song with you guys that I've been listening to for like the past week or two. Um, It's a worship song, and it's called Word, and it's by The Walls Group. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Walls, like W-A-L-L-S, The Walls Group. And they're a millennial Christian group, and they sing songs, of course. And my aunt told me about them, I think it was Super Bowl Sunday, so like a week now. And I am obsessed with this song. Like I listen to it on repeat it just talks about how, like, um, God, like, I need to hear from you directly. Like, in one verse, it says, me reading your word is not going to do. That's not enough. I don't want to read another devotional. I don't want to open the Bible and read the Bible. Like, I need to hear directly from you. Hearing from my mom won't do. Hearing from my friends won't do. Like, I need a word from you. So I know I've experienced that before, especially during like my silent seasons or dry testing seasons. It's just like, God, like you need to say something to me directly so I can understand what's happening in this season. So if you are looking for new worship music to listen to, because it is important to update your worship music and just fill your spirit with new things, just like with when you eat food, there's times where, if you eat the same food every day, it gets boring or it, it becomes unsatisfying and it's not fulfilling you anymore because you're so accustomed to it. So just like with food, you have to change it up sometimes and get a new taste. That The same goes for when you're feeding your spirit, whether it's watching a different pastor, Or um, checking out a new devotional or listening to a new worship music. Sometimes your spirit just craves new and fresh because it'll resonate and speak with you in a new way. So if you're looking for a new worship song or a new set of people to listen to, check out the Walls group. I really, really like it. Also, if you are subscribed to my Christian Bay newsletter, which means you went to my website and you put in your email to get the newsletter. Or if you've ever made a purchase and you put in your email, um, you are officially a part of the newsletter. And I sent out a newsletter at midnight with some new love week treats that I have for you guys. So for this, the rest of this love week. I have a new Christian Bay t-shirt. It is called Pinking of You, not Thinking of You, but Pinking of You, like the color pink. And it is on sale for $14 in honor of February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. And I also have 14% off of the private polish parties, very important person tickets. So if you haven't already, head over to your website and purchase a pinking of U.T. in honor of Valentine's Day. Or if you're in the Broward or Miami area, go over and purchase your very important person ticket for the private polish party. All right, that's all the updates. Y'all know I be trying to do updates, but they don't really be working all the time. Like sometimes I do them at the end, sometimes at the beginning. Like you just never really know of I me. Mean. I just throw them in there when I want. So I try to keep y'all on y'all toes. But now that that's out the way, let's get into the Word. So grab your journals and grab your Bibles because today we're coming out of the book of Luke. And we're going to be coming from chapter 4. Now, if you have your Bible or if you're familiar with the book of Luke, you know that chapter 4 was when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And this is personally one of my favorite um chapters in the Bible and one of my favorite stories pertaining to Jesus because I feel like it's a story that so many of us can relate to. It's like when you're going through the wilderness, when you're going through a tough time, that's when it seems like your tests are the greatest and it's just like, "Geez, like I'm already in the wilderness. I'm already in a weak low place and it seems like I'm also being tested while I'm in this weak low place and the thing the reason for that is because the enemy loves to test you when you're already low and vulnerable because he feels like just like anybody else will feel like you're your weakest. You're probably going to fail anyways. But what I love most about Luke chapter four was that it starts out letting us know that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan. And was led by the spirit into the wilderness. So I love this story because in this story. This is an example of when the spirit leads you to testing. And. You may be wondering, like, why would the spirit lead me to testing? Why would God lead me to testing when he already knows that I'm in a weak, vulnerable place? Jesus was in a weak, vulnerable place because he fasted for 40 days. So he was starving. He was very hungry, very fragile, probably aggravated. I know if I was, wasn't was eating for 40 days, I would be on edge and anything would be able to piss me off. So I can only imagine his state of mind. But his spirit was strong because of the discipline. But it makes it clear that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. And I wanted to start off by letting you guys know that there will be some tests that you encounter that God leads you to. He allows you to enter those tests. He allows you to enter those seasons because one thing that we rarely talk about is the fact that you can only advance in life after you've overcome a test. That's not just in kingdom, that's in everyday life when it comes to school. You only get to the next grade by taking a standard standardized test. You have to take a test to evolve. You have to take a test to graduate. Anytime you want to level up, there will be a test, but we're so accustomed to feeling bad for ourselves when we're tested or playing the victim and asking ourselves why me not understanding that when you're being tested that's letting you know that you're about to walk into a testimony of how you got to this new high place that you're in so that was a little intro that was not a part of my notes. (laughs) So let me get to my notes because y'all know I can start going and going and going and we'll be here forty five minutes. Let me let me get to it. So it says that Jesus, full of the Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I'm at the beginning of Luke 4. Then it says in verse 2 where the 40 days he where for 40 days he was tempted he was tempted in the wilderness by the devil for 40 days. And it says he ate nothing during those days and at the end of them he was hungry. Now as soon as I read this God dropped into my spirit the word that he wanted me to share with you guys for our wife talk series. And the parallel that God showed me was that Jesus ate nothing, so he was hungry. And when it comes to relationships or when it comes to wife talk, if you're trying to get to become a wife or if you're trying to get to that place where you're in a God-led relationship, you will experience a time where you eat nothing. There will be a time where you date no one and you're hungry for attention. There'll be a time where you date no one or you've been talking to no one consistently, so now you're hungry for compliments. There'll be times where you're sitting in your house and you haven't been out and about or in another person's presence for a while, so you're hungry for companionship. There'll be times where... You're sitting at home and you see something on TV or you scroll on social media on Valentine's Day and you see somebody taking a trip and you haven't ate a trip in a while, so you're hungry for a vacation. You see all of the couples getting engaged on Valentine's Day because that's a very popular time for people to propose and you haven't been proposed to, so you're hungry for marriage. There will be seasons in your relationship journey when you're trying to live according to God's will and his plan for your love life where you are hungry. You are starving. Your love tank is completely empty. So you're hungry for all of the benefits and the perks that comes with being a relationship. That's equivalent to when Jesus was in the wilderness and he ate nothing. He was hungry for food and some of you are hungry for love. But if we think back to the rant I went on at the beginning of this episode we will realize that the only way that you can really know whether you're strong or whether you're striving or whether you're advancing in a certain area of your life is to be tempted or tested in that area. That will show you where you are. That will show you your results, a test. That's the only way to know. If you really about what you say you about, let me send the test and see how you're going to act. If you act the way you used to act, if you text back soon as that ex hit you up, if you go on the first date that you're asked, if you pay attention to the first guy that show you a little bit of compliments, you're probably still in the same place that you were in before you decided to live by God's word because you're reacting in the same way. So in this chapter, that's what the enemy was doing to Jesus. He began to tempt him to see How planted he was, how rooted he was in his relationship with Christ in spite of his flesh, in spite of his body being hungry. How strong is your spirit? So the first way he tempted him was in verse three. It says the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. What he, what I felt like he was doing was testing Jesus to make it happen on his own time. He was testing him with something that's tangible. You're hungry, so eat. You're lonely, so hang out. You want to go on a date, so go. You want to be booed up, so Netflix and chill. The first test is always obvious. Why wait on God when what he has for you when you can just make this relationship work on your own? You're hungry for love, so make this love. Work, the love that you're hungry for, it's obvious, it works, like why not just do it? And the most tricky part is because our mind can easily tap into the flesh and out of the spirit and cause us to rely on ourselves instead of relying on the spirit. Our, your mind will tell you, even if we put ourselves in Jesus' shoes, yeah, if I'm hungry, why wouldn't I turn this stone into bread? I'm starving. I haven't ate in a while and you just gave me an idea. The flesh, the enemy, will drop ideals, but those ideals will contradict what God has already let you know you need to do. So you have to make your flesh submit to God's word, God's way, and God's timing. You have to train your spirit to be stronger than your flesh. And how do you do that? You constantly put yourself in situations where you feed your spirit and starve your flesh. So what feeding your spirit and starving your flesh looks like is intentionally making decisions that align with the vision and the plan and the word that God has given you. So yeah, I could make this lonely night become a Netflix and chill night, but I'm going to study my word instead. My body wants me to Netflix and chill because I'm lonely. My heart probably telling me, yeah, take some back because it wants affection. But I know in my spirit, I know according to the word of God, that I should not be doing that. So I'm going to have to make my heart and my body submit to what the word says. So I could tell this stony hard place that I'm in right now that I'm going to respond to this vacation invite, but I just committed to not doing or entering those type of relationships. So I'm good. It's consciously making the decision to pass on the obvious, to pass on what would be easiest for you to do to satisfy your current hunger. As we read on, it says in verse four that Jesus answered him and said, it is written that man shall not live on bread alone. So what you just tried, I'm going to fight you back with what the word says. I'm good off that. Verse five says the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. This was actually my favorite test title to write down because it just dropped into my spirit so quick. The enemy tested Jesus with empty promises. And I can think about a lot of people that I know that's been given an empty promise during their single season. And the the infamous empty promise is, oh, I'm going to start going to church with you. Yeah, I'm going to try out this God stuff. Yeah, I be praying. OK, I watch sermons with you. I read Bibles with you. Like, whatever you want me to do, like, it will be all yours. Like, we could do that whole God stuff. Like, stop tripping. Let's just be together. Like, that is the most heard of empty promise that I've heard women of God experience during their seasons of being hungry for relationship or hungry for love. There, A man will come and he will give them an empty promise that yes, all of that can be yours. I could be the man of God that you need. Just give me a chance. We don't need to wait for marriage. We can have sex now, and I can still go to church with you. We can move in together now and read the Bible together. Forget doing it God's way. Look at the couples on IG. All of that will be yours. You can just give in. Don't try to purify your spirit and become whole. Look at what you get when you don't wait. You get date nights. You get pictures, vacations. I'm gonna buy you six engagement rings so you can choose which one you want. All of this will be yours if you just be with me. If you you just serve me, if you just worship me and forget what the word told you, if you choose my way over doing it God's way, if you give in to what I'm asking you to do, all of this will be yours. Sometimes we don't realize that we're being tested in this same way because it's not Satan talking to us. But if a man comes or a significant other that you have is standing there offering you something that contradicts what God has told you to do, that is a reflection of Satan because it's tempting and it's coming against the word of God. So even your boyfriend telling you, we don't have to wait till we're married to move in together. Let's move in together now. That's a form of Satan tempting you to go outside of God's will and do it your way. That is a form of Satan tempting you to worship his way, to serve him. I want to live together now. I understand that God says we shouldn't shack up and it'll be best if we live apart because if we live together, it's like what people don't realize when it comes to living together specifically is that living together is like a domino effect. So yes, it can start off with living together and you can have all intentions to wait for marriage and to serve God and to chase God together. But the thing is, it makes the test easier for Satan because you're already in the same house. So I know we said we wasn't going to have sex, but we kind of slipped up because we sleep in the same bed every night. And even if we try to sleep in separate beds, there are going to be times to where you may fall asleep in here and I may fall asleep in there. And we might end up doing something because at the end of the day, our flesh is weak. So God's word gives us ways to get out of these traps and these temptations that the enemy will already set up for you. You're already going to be tempted when you're not trying to be tempted. So why put yourself in a position to be tempted? Living together before marriage is equivalent to a person that goes to AA meetings. And when they leave the AA meetings, they go sit in a bar. And say, well, I'm going to these AA meetings, I'm reading how to get better. So even though I'm sitting in this bar watching everyone around me drink and seeing all of these options, I'm not going to touch it. I'm just sitting here. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just sitting here. When from God's perspective, in the spirit perspective, the spirit realm it's just like, well, don't even be there. Don't even put yourself in that environment to be tested. Get out of there flee from that so that you will not be tempted above measure. But if you're going to sit in that environment every day, you may be strong the first couple of days, but eventually somebody's going to ask you, you want me to buy you a drink? Eventually somebody's going to say, well, one drink won't just hurt. And every day your strength and your obedience is beaten and picked at because you're in this environment. So that is what's equivalent to living together. And I don't know why I just went on that rant or what, who that was for, but the spirit just led me to share that example. Well, let me get back to my notes. So yes, verse eight, Jesus answered and said, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Do not serve your boyfriend. Do not serve or worship your boyfriend's opinion and how he thinks you should go about dating. What your friends say is okay. Anybody's opinion or words that you choose over following God's is somebody that you're worshiping and serving because they are controlling your actions. They are controlling the decisions that you make. Don't worship this world's fickle definition of love. All right. Now the third way, and now we're at verse nine, and it says, the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Verse 12, Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. The enemy will test you in the area that you've gained your strength in. Well, since you're such a woman of God, since you're so strong and you don't have sex until marriage and you don't text back, let me see your strength. Put it to the test. Show me what you can do. Go over there and let God keep your strength up while you're there. Let's let's really see what God will do when you're in. the. He's testing you. He will test you in the area that you stand in and then use the word of God to support his testing. Because one thing that we often forget is that Satan also knows the word of God. See, in test one and test two, Jesus fought the enemy with the word of God. In verse four, he said, it is written. In verse eight, he said, it is written. In verse 10, the enemy said, for it is written. So the area that you're strong in, that's where I'm going to test you in. So you keep quoting the word to me. I'm going to quote to quote the word to you, but I'm going to flip it to support what I think. So that's why it's important To really read and understand the word of God and get to know the context for yourself. Because when he can't test you with things or with mind games, he will test you with the word of God. And he's testing you with the word of God because he wants you to put God to the test, which is why he said to Jesus, throw yourself down from here. Because when you begin to live according to God's word and live according to God's will for your life, your spirit gets built up. So he told him, throw yourself down from here. Come off your pedestal and let's see how God going to really protect you. Stop, stop not texting back and let's see if God will protect you and send a man that's gonna do right by you or if he's just gonna send anybody. It's a re- it's a mind game. It's reverse psychology. It's a form of manipulation. Well, look, you text back and God allowed this man that's a piece of crap to come over here to you. I thought his word said he would protect you. I thought his word said he would never leave or forsake you. How did you even end up in this situation? You ended up there because you let your guard down. You let your guard down because the enemy began to play mind tricks on you. Well, didn't God say be fruitful and multiply? How you going to do that without having sex? Didn't God say be submissive? He will be your husband eventually, so why not be submissive now? For it is written that God will never leave or forsake you, so you can get drunk and drive. He going to protect you, right? Doesn't the word say that he will give you the desires of your heart? You really want to respond to that late night text, so just do it for it is written that you can repent so sin now he going to forgive you anyways he will tempt you with the word of god because he knows the word of god but if you don't take anything else from this podcast episode i want you to write down and implant in your head man or female i don't know who's listening to this if you're a guy There will be women who the enemy will send to you to tempt you and they will speak the word of God. And if you are a female, there will be men who the enemy will send to you to tempt you and they will speak the word of God to you. So the last testing of this episode that I want you to write down is for you to do. I want you to test the fruit. Of whoever you decide to converse with, to have constant communication with, to decide to date or begin to think about a relationship with. I want you to test their fruit. Do not just go by the words that they say because it shows us here that Satan knows the words of God and he also knows our weaknesses. So he will send somebody who looks like the perfect package and speaking in the right language. And he's saying everything that aligns with the word. But if you test the fruit, you will be able to see where those actions don't align. You telling me you are you are a man of God, but you asking me, can you come over here one o'clock in the morning? You telling me you are a man of God, but every time we go out, you try to get a little touchy. You telling me are you a man of God, but the comments you make and the way you be looking at me lets me know that if I was about it, you would be about it too. So which one is it? Test the fruit because the enemy knows the Word of God, and he will send a man that knows the Word of God as well because as you starve your flesh and feed your spirit, the tests get harder and harder and harder because he's trying to knock you off of your pedestal but sis. We not playing them games in 2020. So the enemy can test and we test them right back. Test what he tries to offer you. Test what the the empty promises that he tries to give you. Test the things that he places right in front of you that are so easy for you to grab. Dang, I can just go on a date tomorrow. Test the words that the people around you are saying or that he's saying within your mind, the thoughts he's putting in your head. Test those things and make sure they measure up against the word of God. Make sure they stand alongside what God has planted in your heart. Test it, okay? Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, we just want to thank you for blessing us with another day. We want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to be in your presence. Right now, God, I just ask that you Touch the heart of each and every person that's listening to this podcast, Father God. It is love week. Valentine's Day is coming up, Father God, and this is known as the loneliest season for a lot of people, Father God. So I just pray that every person that's listening to this podcast gets to know your love and experience and feel your love on a new level, Father God. Fill their heart with your presence, Father God. Remind them that they are wonderfully and perfectly made in your image, Father God. Remind them that you care about them, Father God, that you will never leave or forsake them, Father God, that you're preparing a companion that's worthy of their presence, Father God. Remind them of their worth above all, Father God, that they don't have to just settle for any and everything that comes their way, Father God, that there's a certain standard that must be met if it wants to date them, if it wants to be amongst them, Father God. I ask that this this podcast episode, Plant Seeds, Father God, and I ask that you send another form to water those seeds and allow them to grow into fruit, Father God, a fruit that produces fruit, Father God a fruit that multiplies, Father God. I ask that you constantly give us a perspective of your perspective, Father God. Give us your clarity, your knowledge, Father God, your love, Father God. Teach us to love how you love and how to only receive love that looks like yours, Father God. I ask that anyone that's being tested passes those tests, Father God, and that they test the fruits of the spirit of whoever comes into contact with them, Father God. Above all, I ask that they feel love, and I ask that you wrap them in your arms if they're feeling left out, if they're feeling lonely, if they're feeling depressed, Father God, and let them know that not only I love them, Father God, but most of all, you love them, Father God, and your love is an agape love. Your love is an unconditional love. Your love is an everlasting love that will never leave or forsake them, Father God. In this season, show them love, a love like they've never experienced before, Father God. I ask that you protect each and every person listening to this podcast. I pray that it reaches who it needs to reach, and I pray for those who haven't even listened to the episode yet, Father God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. I pray that this word truly, truly, truly touched somebody or whoever it was supposed to reach. And lastly, don't forget that on Wednesday, we wear pink. So whether you're ordering the shirt for yourself or you're ordering it for your sister or your mom or your little cousin or your daughter, head over to the ChristianBay.com and order your Pinking of You shirt. I will be thinking of you guys and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore. Also follow at the Christian Bay podcast. Leave any other topics that you guys would like me to discuss. I love you. Have a good day. Bye.